welcome to this Sunday morning meeting podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Paul Abel. Shall we pray? That's a good idea. Amen. Yeah, that is a good idea. Oh, we, we will pray. Father, we thank you that we've been able to get going again. Actually, we thank you that in 12 months nearly of live broadcast, this is so rarely happened. So Father, we thank you that this has not happened uh, or rarely happened before. It's never happened in this way before. Uh, and Father, we pray that right now, uh, thank you that everything is working again, but we pray that people will begin to find it. Yep, numbers are going up. Yep. People are finding it. Come on, Lord. <laughs> Divine inspiration to people. They find it on the WhatsApp broadcast. They find it on Facebook. And as I say, if you're watching right now, uh, and there's more of you watching than when I said it last time, uh, if you're watching right now and you know friends of yours might not have access to the WhatsApp, or they might not see it, or they might not be on Facebook, Facebook, or they don't, they're not able to follow the chat here on YouTube. Could you just send them a text or, um, you know, shout loudly? So, <laughs> and just tell them that we're broadcasting again, but you've got to click on the new link on YouTube because we lost the old um, uh, stream. So we had to completely restart again. In fact, it's this camera I'm looking at. It's your fault camera. You did it. Father, it stopped and then it threw everything. So, Father, we thank you that as people are coming in, we thank you, Lord, that uh, this is an opportunity, as ever, to be together and hear from you. Father, I thank you that you're, for your Holy Spirit being upon us, that as we answer these questions, we don't want just our wisdom. We want to hear the heart of God. And Father, we pray there'd be the opportunity to share with one another uh, of, of what's actually happening and what's going on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Actually, a lot of people are coming in now. We're back up to about half the numbers of what we were before. So thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, Gemma, you know, while we're waiting for everybody to come in, <laughs> she's looking at me now. What's he going to say? Tell us something that, that, that how God blessed you this week. This week. With your wonderful children and husband. He gave us holiday. Woohoo! It's half term. That's yeah. a huge blessing for me. Yeah. Have you been out in the snow? <laughs> We've, we have. We've had snow, which actually, we, we completely skived on Tuesday. Homeschooling. I've got three kids at home. We skived the day off. Um, this is okay to say this because the teachers know. And um, I sent messages in going, you know what? We're just having fun in the snow. And there was so much laughter and joy that it was brilliant. On, um, on Sunday morning, I got photographs sent through from my mum with um, knee-deep snow, and uh, my kids got so jealous because we had nothing. And then um, we went out <laughs> on Monday morning, and there was, you know, frost, and they got so excited because there was frost on the ground. <laughs> and then on Monday afternoon, we were walking, and it properly started to blizzard, huge snow, flakes coming down, and it really started to cover the ground. And they got so excited. We really, after being out Monday morning, we, pr we were praying, OK, God, we want some snow. And um, the kids were moaning because grandparents had snow and we didn't have any. I said, well, let's pray. And, you know, God speaks in the little things and he answers the little things and he cares. And, you know, we went out in the afternoon, massive blizzard. We woke up Tuesday morning, had the best snow day ever. And for me as a parent, I, I was so thankful to the Lord because <laughs> it restored something in my children. At the minute, it's children, you can't do this. Children, you can't do that. Children, you can't go to school. Children, you can't see your friends. Oh, here is a FaceTime. They're bored of FaceTime. And yet, 
God restored something and he answered their, their prayer of snow. Within minutes of praying, the snow blizzard came. And for me, that was just, wow, thank you, Jesus. You listen in the little things and you bring joy and laughter in those things. So yeah, I've been blessed with snow this week and I haven't moaned about it at all. I've been really thankful for it, which was probably the first time <laughs> in having snow I was so thankful for it. Um, so yeah, that's been a real blessing. I saw it out the window. Actually, I'm just thinking as you were talking about it, I haven't been out the house since last Sunday when I came here. <laughs> oh, lockdown, oh, I tell dear. you. You have to get out every day. It just brings a bit of... I don't of have time. I'm too busy. ...joy and, you know, <laughs> niceness to you. Yeah, that exercise thing. Yeah. yeah. Ed, Brian and Shona, um, oh, we're really getting up here, but, you know, give us a... a um, an example of God's faithfulness for you in the, in the past uh, week. Um, well, I've just been thinking of um, meditating of, um, because obviously we've got a lot more time now. I haven't been at work this week. So it's given me a little bit more time to just think about um, what's been said this past month. And one of the things that really struck me was that, um, that God really wants to be our God, that he wants to be our God in the big things. And as Gemma said, in, in the little things, you know, just taking, taking joy in, in the small things. But the God of the universe, the God of creation, actually wants to be our God. He wants to take care of us. He wants to love us. He wants to join in our lives with us. And that just struck me afresh again um, this week, just as I was having the time to meditate. So, yeah, that's what... That's what God's been saying to me. Thanks, Shona. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. But what, just before, I'm going to cut in on you and then give you a chance. Go on. There's, there's, there's still not an enormous amount of questions here in the live chat. So um, please, do, there's a couple coming in, but uh, it'd be great to have some more uh, so that we can uh, do that bit next. Um, while we're chatting, it's to give you guys time. Hmm. <laughs> Sorry, Brian, back to you. That's great. Um, yeah, I... I think for us personally, um, because of uh, Jasmine's age, we've been really blessed of being able to form a, a bubble with uh, Noah and uh, Jasmine, uh, Naomi and Alex. And um, <laughs> it's, uh, for some of you, I know it's really difficult. Because of Jasmine's age, we were able to do that early on uh, yeah, to yeah. form that family oh, bubble. And uh, so we, we, we had uh, Noah and Jasmine round for, um, for a sleepover. Normally it's just Noah on a Friday night. And uh, but this time we had Noah and Jasmine. <laughs> and it's cheers from Alex. <laughs> but no, it's just seeing God's blessing in them, you know, just having that opportunity of having them for a sleepover. And although we didn't get much sleep with Jasmine waking up because uh, she doesn't sleep as soundly as Noah, um, it's still just that joy of seeing the little ones growing up and j just the, the small things in what they come out with. And uh, Noah just being thankful. I mean, there's a comment he put on today. Was, uh, he's thanking Jesus for all his toys, you know. Uh, and it's just that simplicity of faith in a little one as we see them start to grow up uh, uh, with all our grandchildren. I mean, we've, had, we've been blessed as a church, I think, with so many new children. Uh, but it's great to see them. Bring them up in the ways of the Lord, it says. Yeah, amen. Uh, well, one of the questions I've got here is from Stacy. So I'll look at you anticipating. 
answers. But uh, I'm going to answer. It, I'm going to. I'm going to answer it a little bit first because it's a bit of a tricky well one. And I had one. Uh, I, I had this in a different sort of format come in uh, before this morning, so I, I, I was able to think a little bit more. So, uh, but Stacy is um, saying what key messages that have been preached previously that we should be holding on to as we go into this year. And that's very similar to what I was considering. It was someone asking, you know, what about all the messages that mm. there have been in the past? You know, are they, are they still relevant? Should we still look to them? Or is it just like, oh, we can only look at January 2021 now? Um, and I, I, I thought about this, and I, I, and I particularly asked about the five smooth stones. And I have to confess, I had to go and look up what exactly were the five smooth stones. It was um, a days of favour in 2016 where they started. Um, it was even before the five sort of foundations that we've had more recently. And uh, I think one of the things that for, that, that's really important first is just to say this is the word of God. Mm -hmm. this, this, you know, not this particular book, but the, but the scripture that God has given us and Jesus being the incarnate word. And it, it, it's this that are the promises we're taking hold of, all right? It's not just the things that God says to us, but he, he speaks to us in seasons and emphasizes different areas during different times. But they don't really become irrelevant and not, like, no longer needed because all scripture is always relevant. And God tends to uh, build precept upon precept upon precept. He speaks and then he builds on it. And, and also, we as human beings... Um, I don't know if you guys are the same. We're quite forgetful, you know, and uh, we forget what God has said, which when you think about it is quite terrible, isn't it? You know, the Lord God has spoken. Oh, what did he say? Uh, but um, so he brings things back in different ways. And also that's the way we get revelation, you know. So, yeah, there's, there, when, if you want to go, the thing is to go back through your own notes, your own journals, your own examples, or even old podcasts and just let things jump out at you. Uh, and re-listen to them and think, yeah, I needed to be reminded of that. I mean, just behind this camera on the wall, the camera I'm staring at right now, is one of the posters from an old, the old words about shameless audacity. Do you remember that? Yet yeah, because of your shameless mm. audacity. That's, that's on one level, you could say that's an old, old word. Uh, th those posters have been up there for a while, probably longer than they would have been because we're not even using the building properly. But... Um, that's still true. God still wants us to pray with a shameless audacity. It was something he brought mm. to us, something he taught us about. Um, uh, you know, and, and that's still there. In fact, it's one I still use. It's one I still remind, I remind myself of because I don't know about you. Sometimes you come to pray for something, particularly if it's a big thing, and you can feel a little bit intimidated about it. I mean, it's the same thing really as dealing with the giants in the land, which is one of the current sort of themes and passages in Numbers 13, 14 that we've been looking at. It's one of those. So, yes, uh, Stacey, there's, there's absolutely... Well, all, all of them are going to be relevant. The five smooth stones... I, I better mention it, hadn't I? Because I didn't mention it. I looked them up. They were... Uh, five promises of God that God was telling us to hold on to. And if you're like me and you were around five years ago and your memory was rusty, I got three of them. Uh, you might get zero of them, but you won't because they're things God continues to talk about. Um, God's promise, five smooth stones were five promises. One, that we would be fruitful. Uh, that he's, oh wait, God's promises are fruitful. 
God's promises are eternal. And notice it's God's promises, which is exactly what he's telling us to take hold of right now. God's promises have authority. In other words, we can pray with shameless audacity. Uh, God's promises release salvation and healing, which is like the five uh, foundations or the, uh, the five pillars that we were talking about um, previous to lockdown. And God's promises are received by faith. So, you know, yeah, absolutely relevant. All the stuff from James Maloney about this being a certain place, completely and utterly relevant. I don't know if any of you guys want to comment on any of the really old promises, but this is what I said. I had a bit of an advantage. I could look it up. So you might be sitting there thinking, there was old promises. Yes, there was old promises. They were really good. There I don't definitely know. were old promises. You've got your Bible open, so I'm I... in anticipation, Jen. <laughs> I love it. Um, great. The only one that, well, for me, what springs to mind is um, Pastor Paul, you spent a long time, I can't remember whether this was a while ago or not a while ago, going through Ephesians. And um, I love Ephesians. Ephesians, there's in chapter 1, verse 4, I think it is, Brian, I apologise if you're watching and I haven't got this correct, um, just because Brian is the key of remembering yeah, he's verses. He's the king of memory he's the verses. King of it. Brian Blacklock, um, yeah. And Kath Blacklock, And Kath, yes, yeah, so I apologise now. Um, but it says something like, in Jem's version, that... Um, <laughs> If you place your faith in Jesus Christ, um, and it's about us putting our faith in Jesus Christ and us taking responsibility for our faith, then we, um, then we will be adopted um, into his, his kingdom and we will be sons of him. But it's all about us and us actually, um, yeah, taking that responsibility and us knowing who we are and us believing and trusting that all that Jesus has done for us is done and good enough and that it's done, it's, it, that's it. And so stepping forward, we've got to trust in that and know that. And um, when I was reading back over Numbers 13, and, uh, chapter 13 and 14, um, can't remember what it says. Oh, it says something um, about, let's go there. I did, I put it, a little thing here, so I'd remember. But it is... Um, yeah, it talked about not going against God and, and trusting that actually he's going to do what he's going to do. Yeah, he is going to give us fruit. He is going to yeah, fulfill yeah. the promises. And I think when you, yeah, when you did a whole season on Ephesians, for me, that really stands out because it is one of my favorite scriptures because it reminds me that I play part in this. God is God and God is great, but he wants to have a relationship with me and he wants me to be a part of what he's doing. Um, and so going forward and thinking about the vision for this year, for next year, and, you know, coming back into church and, and having relationships again with, again with people, but, you know, actually seeing people face to face. And how do I hold a conversation and what does that look like? But actually being prepared, I think, in my heart to share myself again. I know that sounds a bit weird, but we've spent a long time shut off from other people and actually offering part of yourself, doing something like this, sharing yourself, is quite scary. And we've got to be in a position where we know who we are and we trust and believe the promises of God. So then we're ready to share ourselves, to share our lives, to share part of us. So when we come face to face with the fruit that God brings into church, mm. we'll see salvation, we'll see God bring people in and, and we'll be able to love upon them because we're not closed in and oh I've been used to having my own time and my own space and not thinking about anyone else but actually we're ready to share 
and we're ready to love and we've got so much to give because we've had so long of receiving from God and ready to pour it all out and, and we're there. So I Amen. think, yeah, for me, it's, it's knowing and trusting what, what God has done and what he is doing is enough to step into and to walk into um, and trust in that. Amen. Well, promises are always part of what God is saying to his people anywhere at any time because that's a common thread of scripture and that's why we have the whole example of the promised land. Uh, Brian Blacklock, as you were mentioning him, uh, uh, Gemma, said, I nearly called you Karina then for some odd reason. I think it's because I was reading that's her name here in the chat. <laughs> Get you tight, guys, so easily confused. Um, Good word, uh, uh, Matthew thirteen fifty two. He would bring a scripture, wouldn't he? He would. Uh, but so should we all. A wise person takes out of the storehouse the old truths and builds oh, on man. them with the new. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I guess that's what we're saying. Uh, David Shackleton says, we haven't had live chat for some time, so thank you, Jesus. Yeah, David and Sue, it's great to have you here in the live chat. Did you want to comment on... Uh, on anything, really, that we've just been talking about? Or do you have another word that you've um, been able to recall in this time? I, I think it's, uh, it's good to say that it's all important, you know, what God has been doing as a church here in, in Scarborough's Kingdom of Faith Yorkshire and obviously our extended family. And it isn't about, you know, just, well, God's doing a new thing, you know, let's forget the old. It is, you know, we stand at the ancient parcel, stand at the crossroads and see, see what God is doing. And although God is doing new things, the fruit is, you know, you get one apple, but you get so many variations of that apple. And so it's not just doing away with an old, you know, that old piece of fruit. It's, it's built, as Brian said, it's building on that. And the word of God says, you know, um, seek first my kingdom and my righteousness. Uh, and it also talks about um, the, the word of God, you know, that um, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So every word that God speaks to us as a church is something we need to take hold of and not just hear it, but put into practice and build on that. So. Yeah, that's good. Um, let's, let's move on to something else in the chat then. Um, Joyce Hartnell. Everybody sort of goes, oh, no, that would be really biblical. Uh, (laughs) It is. She says, if God is beginning the shakings of Hebrew 12 in this pandemic, what is he doing and what response is he looking for from the church? Uh, Well, one thing I'm going to throw in there at the beginning is just this is exactly what we're talking about. What is is our response Mm -hmm. as a church? And one of the things through Numbers 13, if you remember the very... Uh, very first line uh, that I spoke about was the Lord said to Moses and this uh, is so crucial right now that we are hearing what the Lord is saying so in terms of the church responding and this being part of the shaking the first thing is we've got to know that we ourselves are hearing God and that we are hearing God together yep Um, that's one of the reasons for having sort of this Q&A type session to try and create a picture that we, we're all part of this, the way we're, we can join in here, the way we've got more people up the front, the way we're showing different videos and things as well, also about God's promises. Um, I just want to ask Dan a question, and I can only do it live. So, Dan, <laughs> um, if we run another video, is it likely to upset the stream again? It's not. Well, since David and Lizzie talk about promises, why don't we, or the promise of God in their lives, why don't we run that video from Dave and Lizzie at this point as well, because that'll work well. 
Hello everybody, here's our short reflection on what was God was saying to us in 2020 and now moving into 2021. It's, it's, it's just a simple phrase really that God is the God of his word. In 2020, um, at the beginning of 2020, I had a word from God that we would have a house before Christmas, but everything looked impossible for us. Yeah, we didn't think it'd happen at all. Um, I'd finished my job. Um, I decided to leave it. Um, it was not working well at all and left my job with Dave um, being in uni, still doing his PGCE. Um, we didn't have any way of even going forward to buy a house at all. Um, there wouldn't be an income. No. So it was, yeah. yeah, it looked impossible. And then as Lizzie was leaving her job, uh, God provided a a opportunity, if you like, um, to apply for a job in Hull at a really good Catholic secondary school. And that interview was just before lockdown. So thankfully, I got to do the full interview. And at that point, God's favour was really there because I was the only one in my whole cohort to have a job. And so I was really thankful. And, and, it, and it just highlighted to me that as Christians and as God's children, we are mm. the favoured ones, even when it might not feel feel like it. Mm. So with Dave having a job in Hull, um, and we then found out that we were going to be expecting a baby at the end of the year, um, we decided that um, it, it was right to move to Hull. And that's where the fun really began, with buying a house, with um, jobs that we didn't have. Or Dave then had a job, um, but it, it was in the natural impossible. Yeah, and we had many different situations where we we looked at one house, didn't we? And we put a bid in, and it no, got accepted. <laughs> but but things began to fall fall through with that. Yeah. Uh, but God miraculously, and when we had other situations where finances were a bit tight and everything like that, and then but God miraculously solved all those issues. Why? Because He's a God of His words. That when mm. He says something, when He promises things. It comes, and we had confirmation uh, throughout the year that this word would 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 happen, would would come, and uh, be fulfilled. Mm. And um, yeah, so even in the midst of all the barriers, all the hardship, we got there. And did before Christmas, before Christmas, but and the then... timing was real. I mean, fine to the wire. It was the twenty first of December that we finally moved in after a whole um, year. You know, right from March, knowing that we'd. We'd hopefully be in Hull in a house, but it's taken a lot longer. But yeah, God is a God of his word and it's his timing and his trust and actually not thinking it's about our timing and our agenda and our time scale. Um, especially when you've got a baby that you thought would be arriving at the end of um, December, who decided to arrive mid-January, 15 days late, but here he is. <laughs> um, which again is a huge blessing. So Hugh is here and, um, and again, we've just seen God's faithfulness, God's goodness um, and he is who he says he is. So no, whatever yeah. word that you are standing on at the moment or that you have um, got, have hope and know that whatever yeah. may come your way, if God has said it, yeah. it will happen. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, he is the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega, and know that he knows the beginning and the end of all our stories. Mm -hmm. Be blessed. So he is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. God does understand exactly what we're going through. So if it's like a Hebrews 12 time, 
He's going to be preparing us by um, helping us to understand and have revelation from his word. Dave Baker, back in January, it was the first message of the year in 2020. Do you remember the sheep message? Yeah. Uh, it was one of those significant messages, wasn't it, that uh, spoke to a lot of people. I, I was looking at that again this morning. But uh, one thing I'd underlined back then in those pre what is a pandemic days, was Dave was talking about the sheep, and one of the th questions he asked us as a congregation how was, how will you prepare for the enemy's attack? <laughs> oh, you were being a bit prophetic there, Dave. <laughs> uh, but I mean, we've said it before God does prepare us, God does speak to us, we just yeah. don't always uh, listen. Um, what, um, sort of answering this then, we're looking at promises that God has given us that we're building upon, including the ones just recently, obviously, that's the way God works. Uh, let's go over to Brian and Shona again. You can choose. You, you're sitting next to it. They're allowed to sit next to each other. They're one household, okay? But uh, let, let's ask them, this, this whole theme of holding on to God's word then in a Hebrews 12 uh, type time, what other words are there that you think are are significant to be holding on to? That, or what is God saying to us at this time? Um, I was looking in my Bible when you were mentioning the uh, five stones because I've actually got them written all down here in, at the front because mm. uh, we use them in prayer quite often in, in the summit in the prayer. But, I mean, I looked at one here and it's got Proverbs 18.10, a strong tower. That's like a safe place. Um, you know, be encouraged, do not fear. Um, and it was heard that Jesus was in the house. It's three different ones. But um, I think it ties in with the ancient, um, ancient ways and the crossroads. And that sometimes we, we think, well, the pandemic's caused cross, crossroads that perhaps we didn't, didn't necessarily see coming, although God's been giving us hints of it. But actually the ancient pathways are the, are the same things uh, as they've always been in that sense. It's like... Um, you know, the Lord is a strong tower mm. and it's him that you run to. It's, it, that's where your, your safety is. That's where your, your, your um, assurance is, um, which is basically what, um, what Jem was saying. You know, we have to know who we are. We have to know whose we are. And we have to know where the, where the safe place is in all these times. We hear so much um, that brings fear into life at mm. the moment, you know, whatever the news figures bombard us with. But actually, as children of God, as children of faith, we have a, a trust in our God who is a good God, who, who looks after us and who looks after his sheep. Um, and so I think sometimes it's like in these times, that's what God's been strengthening. He's been um, taking away things that we might have looked to as a source of strength rather than actually looking to him and to him alone and um, that place of strength you get that from looking at his word so you know in these times we do have time for his word to look into his word and to get these promises and to take hold of them and keep hold of them so yeah thank you did you want to say or are you okay I'm okay okay <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Robin Deering is being a bit naughty in the chat here. He says, uh, has Dave put on weight or is he holding something? <laughs> has he put on weight or is he holding something? 
That would be Baby Hugh. That would be Hugh. Yeah, Baby Hugh. I think he knows that. (laughs) They did do that video about that that, uh, Baby Hugh was here. Uh, Yeah, it's Baby Hugh. Robin. I mean... Uh, Karina, I like what she just says here. She's even using capital letters. <laughs> together is the, is the key word in unity. Yes, uh, there is a togetherness of being together, standing on the word of God together. Uh, that is really important. Um, Heather Barker, I'm going to throw this one at you, Jim. Thanks, Heather. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know you were doing this to your friend, Heather? Uh, She's kind of got two questions together, so I'm going, to, I'm going to read them both out. And we've just said about Karina saying together in unity, okay. so it kind of fits with that. Here you go, okay. So I meant to ask, um, what can we practically do to see more unity, both in our church and amongst the wider church community in Scarborough? If we have such opposing views at the moment, are we truly having the mind of Christ what are your thoughts? There's quite a few bits and pieces there. I don't know if you want to start with the beginning bit. What can we do practically to see more unity? It's good. Karina's absolutely right. It's the same thing I would say. Together in unity. Heather's, uh, Heather's saying, how? <laughs> um, I think it is this whole, we've got to stay connected. Like physically, yes, we're apart. Um, but we're not apart spiritually. And there are so, so many means to stay connected within church, um, with house churches, with Way of the Spirit, with keeping up with um, uh, Richard doing his, his videos online and, and just in, in a nice way, but invading each other's lives. We can't shrink back because that's what the enemy's looking for. We've yeah, still absolutely. got to be part of each other's lives. We've still got to share lives with each other. We've just got to be creative about the way we do it. Um, we've just, yeah... I know technology is not everybody's best friend, um, and I know not everybody loves to embrace it. However, it's one way of embracing things and just still being able to be part of each other's lives and ensure we keep that connection. Um, I do think house church is a really valuable way of doing that. So if you're not part of a house church, please get in contact and we will give you a house church or a name or an email or a phone number to someone um, to get you plugged in. Um, do look on the slates at the beginning of each church service. It does talk about um, different groups that are going on, different videos that are going out on YouTube, looking back over our stream. I'm just advertising everything we do, aren't I? But actually going back over all the teaching, especially Richard and Joyce have put out at the beginning and the first lockdown, lots of different things like that um, to keep connected. But I think we, we have to stay connected. Um, and it's very easy, for me personally, it's very easy to go, Woohoo, I can lock my door and not talk to anyone. Um, I'm, I, I do love people, but I'm quite shy and I find it quite hard and, and draining sometimes to talk to people. I'm not very good at it. And so for me locking the door, I'm like, woohoo, thank you, Jesus. But no, <laughs> no, no, I have to push myself out. Don't laugh at me. But I push myself out. Heather! I took Heather cakes the other morning because I was going to the post office and I walked straight by her house, left her a parcel on the doorstep. You know, we can do things like that. We can, we, we can, you know, still be in contact with people and it's an important thing to do. I did have a, tr- a thought that I had in my head and now it's completely gone. So now I'm just rambling. <laughs> ah, well, if, if, if the thought wanders back in again, you know, just, just interrupt and uh, it'd be good to hear that thought. <laughs> Uh, let, let's finish. That, I mean, that, that's really great. Thank you. Um, so you're kind of saying one of the things we've got to do is just keep in contact. 
think we have to. Church, yeah. church is still happening. Church is still happening all over our town, all the way. Um, but if we retreat from it, that's allowing this circumstance to take over. Yeah, that's And good. actually, we still have a light to shine. We still have a voice. And, and God is still pouring out into our lives individually. And we need to share that together. So we are in unity. Um, we need to be praying for each other. We need to be sharing life with each other through phone calls and messages. And can you pray for me? Can you, can you keep this in your prayers? Can, you, you know, can I just talk to you about this? Can I share the testimony and the story I've got that God's done for me this week? Like, if, if we're just allowing God to fill us and we haven't got that outsource, what, what, what are we doing with it? You know, if we're not still continuing to pouring it out and look for a place to... To, to give out what God is putting in us, I don't feel we're stewarding it very well as Christians. We're disciples of God, regardless of a worldly situation. You know, pe pe people have been in far worse situations than we are. Um, you know, we've got luxury, really, when yeah, you think about true. it. You know, we're not under horrific persecution. And yet, you know, John, who was, he carried on, carried on talking. Paul, he, you know, he carried on. So... We still need to outsource what God is doing in our lives. We still need to pour out the revelation and the goodness of God. We, so it's finding outsources for that. I know it's tough. And I've, one thing God said to me at the beginning of this pandemic was to be careful of what I listen to and mm. who I listen to. I heard a lot of people saying that. Um, and actually he said, but like Shona and Brian said earlier, sorry, I can't remember which one of you said it. You know, this is the word of God. And actually, he really encouraged me to look at the word of God, his word and his word alone, and to stay connected with what this church was doing, because this is where he's planted me. Yeah. And actually, not to get carried away with lots of other stuff that's going on in other countries or what people are preaching here, there and everywhere, but what he's doing here, because I'm planted in Scarborough. Jeremiah 24, that's one of the things he talks about being planted and I'm planted here to serve the Lord here. And so how can I be influential and effective here? And I'm not saying it's bad not to listen to other things, you know, that's encouraging, but to really guard what God is saying here for this time and for our church and our town and my family, collectively, you know, my family is a church family. Um, that wasn't my thought and that was a complete tangent. <laughs> <laughs> Robin sort of connects into this. Um, Robin of the, is David overweight, Robin? Uh, <laughs> do you think it's important to understand what God is saying to the church as well as to us as a church? How much should we be looking beyond our boundaries while stewarding our own fellowship? Really good question, mm. that, Robin, uh, and really important. Um, one of the things I've, I notice is that when we are listening to the Holy Spirit, it's amazing how much the church walks together nationally yeah. and internationally, yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll hear the same words, the same messages, the same things all over. So the key to, work, to what is God doing in the church is listening to God in the context of where you are. And if you look at the church, you know, the original church is planted. Uh, they were, they, we, we must retain a worldwide view and everything, but it's easy to become too distracted by that because we, the church we are is the church we're living and the church we're living out. And that doesn't mean we don't get interested in what God is doing or that we're not interested in, for example, in national issues of justice 
or national movements and things like that. You know, what is God doing in those? Not just what is God doing in the church, but what is God doing in the world? Um, but it always has to be rooted in the word and community uh, 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 and the community that you're part of. There's, there's been far too much, in, in my opinion, of Christians with a worldwide vision who aren't plugged in anywhere. Uh, let, let, you know, maybe not even going to a local church, but have got an opinion on the worldwide church. You can't. If you're not plugged in into community, God, God's our model. He's community. He's trinity. Um, you, you, you've, got to, you've got to understand God from that context to understand God in the worldwide context as well. Brian, you, you, I caught you out the corner of my eye. Have you got something you'd like to... <laughs> oh, he was just scratching his ear, maybe. Uh, but, spotlight's on you now. Spotlight's on me. No, I think uh, in what you both said, Gemma and Paul, and uh, about um, a local and international picture of the church... Yeah, I think it is important. Um, Jesus' message from the beginning, or God's message from the beginning, hasn't changed. And he's sovereign, and he's king of kings, and he's the lord of lords. And his purpose and plan is to have a relationship with his creation. And throughout the world, everyone's his creation. And how we do that from a local point of view is different how someone will do it over in Australia or Africa. But the flavor is the same. And it's uh, loving God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving one another, and expressing that love um, in our community the way God wants us to do that. But the message is the same, uh, and God's plan and purpose is still the same for whether it's for Israel or for the church, um, for today, for tomorrow, for the years gone by. I have a question for you then, Shona, that's here in the chat. They, they all look horrified when I say something like that. Uh, it's a practical question uh, from Michelle. It's part of something that she says here. She, and, and she says, so practically, so it must be a practical question. <laughs> How do you take hold of the promises for your life? Um, yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think um, the easy answer, I would say, is, well, you take hold of them by faith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but sometimes that's... Um, that's not as easy as as um, as, it, as that can be. Just saying that can be, because you need to know what what faith is all about. And um, sometimes you can hear a word from God, and you think, "Is that true? Is can that could that possibly be true?" And I think sometimes um, the way you take hold of them is actually, well, have a conversation with God about the word. Um, talk to Him about it. Say, "Well, Lord." Your word is saying this, however my circumstances are saying that. How do, how do I take hold of your promise in this word, in, in this circumstances? You know, um, part of our role in, in, the, um, in the prayer group is we, we pray for people. We take hold of the promises of God that we, that we know by faith to be true, and we declare them over people. So part of um, taking hold of the promises can just be declaring them over yourself, Take hold of them. Um, Pastor Colin did um, a great book, and he personalizes it um, in the Truth um, Bible that he did. And you personalize it. You put your name in where it says whosoever. You put your name, and you take hold of a promise that way. So I think, I think those are the, 
the ways that you can take hold of a promise and you can stand on it and you can say, no matter what the circumstances, this is the word of God. This is the truth of who I am. This is the truth of who, how he sees me. And I'm going to pray and, and stand on that promise until I see it fulfilled. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good, Sharon. Yeah, that whole thing of, of inserting ourselves into scripture because that's exactly where we're supposed yeah. to be. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, 2 Corinthians 5.17, I might say... I, Paul Abel, am a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. And it, it's taking hold of it. It's saying, this is true for me. Taking hold, it, it's about just saying, this, the word is true for me. Yeah. This is a promise for me and my family. Um, you remember One of the scriptures I noticed that John's highlighted, it comes up in the uh, slates from the talks that we've been having. It was the Joshua 24.15, I think it is. As for me and my household, or my family, but household's good actually in these days, isn't it? As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord that Joshua says to the people of Israel at that point. You know, you can run after these other gods, he's basically saying. You can, you can choose to do whatever you want to do. But Joshua says, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. We will follow after God. And that, that, how do we follow after God? We, we take hold of his promises and yeah. things. Yeah? yeah? Have you got anything else on, on this sort of area, taking hold of promises, Jim? <laughs> oh, no, I just think it can be a process. It can be like Shona said, you, you, you hear from God, you have a promise, you find the scripture and you keep it with you. Um, you know, writing it down might be a really useful thing. So every time... Um, you know, your brain starts to go a bit negative or unsure about something. You go, no, God said, God said. Um, I did this for my husband. Um, I knew I was going to have a husband. Oh, before you had your husband. Before I had my husband. And um, we were apart for a very long time. But I knew he was my husband. And so whenever, basically, we got fed up from being apart from each other, I was like, no, God, you said he's my husband. And it was just standing on it. Um, for, our, for our house as well. God, you promised we would have a house. I don't care if we can't afford it. I don't care if practically it's impossible. Like we've heard this morning, yeah. God can do <laughs> it. And you know, it's the way God works, but it's us using our faith to go, no, I believe, I trust. That's what activates it. That's what goes, you know, you've got to, faith is centric, you've got to meet God. God gives you the word. And you've got to stand on it. You've got a role to do in that. And it is taking hold and it is constantly blocking out the circumstance, the negativity, the worldly view and going, no, this is my word. I fix my eyes on God. I fix my eyes on his word. And this is what I trust. This is what I believe. And it's, it's doing that until it comes to pass. That's good. And sometimes what people do with... They, they get this bit about taking hold of scripture that like we're talking about, and that's right. But they sort of get stuck at that point. So I suppose another point to mention, and if you look at how God has been speaking to us, it's not, it's not just about us, and it's not even just about us as a community. It's, it's about how we're joining in with God's mission. You know, because if you believe what God says about yourself, your family, your church, you realize that, we are just like him, and, and God is ascending God. He's an apostolic God. He's, you know, Jesus is sent. The Holy Spirit is sent. 
to reveal God to the world. And you, you begin to realize that all of us have that personal part in making Jesus known, in, in introducing people to Jesus. And it comes from knowing yourself who you are in Christ. Because none of us make the grade. None of us are good enough. That's the whole, that's the whole wonderful message of Scripture. You're not good enough. It is. Because we are made good enough in Christ. No, we don't have enough education. No, we don't know enough scriptures. No, we, there's so many things that we are not. Yeah. And yet God says, but I can work through you. You just need to be available to me. Uh, and I will speak through you. I will. You know, we, we were in the Numbers 13, 14. You've got Moses there being the, the leader of, the, of God's people. He didn't want to say anything. I mean, he ended up sort of, Aaron was going to be the main spokesman, you know? I mean, it doesn't seem to have worked out quite like that, does it? Uh, because he was so, he had so little confidence that he could speak and lead his people. And yet he is remembered as one of the great all-time leaders yeah. uh, in, in leading a people from slavery to being a nation. Imagine how difficult it is to lead a nation from being slaves to being a nation. If you look even just at, uh, I don't know, how America grew, you know, and the trouble they've, they, they've had, you know, all nations have, but that's just a recent one. And yet, in a very short period, relatively, Moses took those people from being slaves under Pharaoh to being ready to take the promised land under Joshua. Uh, that's incredible, yeah. actually. And you can see how God can take any of us. Yeah. I'm looking around the room now. <laughs> Any of us. Uh, and speak through us. Yeah. You know, I find my best prophecies are the ones when I don't realize I'm being prophetic. <laughs> God speaks through We probably should wind up. I know we've had a few interruptions this morning, but uh, let's uh, just have a quick look through. Has any, any of you guys noticed oh, you uh, any working. questions that you want to... Karina again yeah. says, Claire taught me to uh, write down what God is saying and sing it. Yeah, if you're a That's singer, great. go for it. Yeah. Others yeah. like to paint it. Others like to dance it. You don't want to see my interpretive dance. But <laughs> yeah, some of we you... Do. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I nearly slipped off the chair then. We were just joking earlier. How slippery these chairs are. You would have loved it, but all of us have nearly gone, Ooh. and we've gone in the middle of all of this. It's quite, if, you, if you catch me on the moment when I hope the camera's not on me, you see me sitting back up again because I'm sliding again. Need some sandpaper on this chair, I tell you. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Can I just... Um, be serious. Yeah. Be serious. <laughs> I'll just be serious for a moment. Don't going to be serious, everybody. I'm the serious one. <laughs> no, no. Um, John um, began during um, the prayer where we were together praying um, before the start. Um, brought the verse in Timothy um, about let no one despise your youth, but be an example to believers. Amen. Um, so that, you know, take heed to yourself, uh, continue in them. And one of the things that, that, I mean, like that really spoke to me because it's a verse that I got um, spoken over to me or given to me um, when I got baptized um, oh. when I was 16. So it's quite a long way along. <laughs> it's been, it's been, it's been, but it's been part of my journey um, with God. Um, you know, we're talking about taking hold. And this scripture is, is, is like our key scripture, if you like, for me. When it, when it comes up, I go, oh, yeah, I know that's for me. I know that's God's promise for me. And although um, it starts with, um, let no one despise your youth, 
and my youth might be, you know, a bit older than it was when I first got, got this one. It always speaks to you because sometimes it's like you can be in a new situation and you think, oh, I don't know how to do this. This is something new for me. And, and you're not very experienced in doing that. Um, this scripture can, can, is a, such a great encouragement because it says, you know, don't worry about it. I'm with you. I'll be with you. You know, I'll help you. I'll show you the way. Um, you know, just you keep being an example of the believer in this. And, and in, you know, and it's that word believer. It's like we're believers in this world, in the situation we're in. We're believers wherever um, we're put. You know, like um, I, I joined the Air Force. I didn't know how to do that, I had to learn lots of new, new things, um, some of them off by heart. But, you know, in that, I walked with God and I took hold of him and said, no, you, you said, you put this dream in me and this is for me. So, and, you know, as different phases of our life, um, we've taken hold of that. You know, we came here, <laughs> we laugh and joke it, but actually when, when we were at Faith Camp in 2008, we didn't have a job and we didn't have a house. But we knew God had called us to move to Scarborough. And so we moved to Scarborough and we got a job and we got a house. Um, you know, so God is faithful. Yeah. But, but as Gemma said, it's, it, it can be a process. But you keep hold of the word and you keep declaring it. Um, and God still keeps speaking to you. So. That's good. Yeah. Amen. Wow. Thank you. Um, I think we're probably looking at the clock over on the back wall there. It, it's quarter to one. So uh, we probably should look to be uh, drawing to a close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, everybody that's joined in in the live chat. If you yeah. put in a question and we haven't answered it, I, I'm really sorry about that. Um, you know, ask it again at another time, or if it's something that you really would like to know, uh, send me an email, you know, or send Shona an email. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Gemma, or Brian, um, or any of us, really. Uh, you know, just do that. Um, one of the things we did try today, we did today, which was lovely, was uh, was, was hear from Kirsty, Brian, yeah. Alex, yeah. Naomi, Lizzie, and Dave, and we'd love to do more of that because it reminds us of all the different people there are. And you might not even know Kirsty and Brian really well. You've probably seen the others. We'd love to show more, but we can only do that if if you'll help. You know, if you'll send them. Don't worry about it being good enough. I mean. We would prefer it if it wasn't vertical because it looks tiny in the middle of your TV screen, but we showed two vertical ones today. It doesn't matter if you do that. We don't really mind. You know, we just, we just want to see, we just want to see one another and hear what, yeah. what's happening in people's lives. Just, you know, share, um, you know, a good story, something like that. Michelle Grant is, is trying to um, help bring all that together, by the way. So if she gets in touch with you, that's one of the reasons that she'd be doing it. Um, but also, if you, if you really can't... We'd love video more than anything because people get a chance to see you, yeah. even if it's only on a screen. And we know how much some of you hate being on camera. I'm looking at you, Martin Grant. But... <laughs> yeah, I'm looking right at you now. <laughs> we know how much some of you hate being on camera, but, you know, we, we're stuck with them for now. Uh, uh, but if you really can't do that or you don't have a, the technology to do that, um, uh, Michelle's also collecting stories, perhaps even, you know, they, it wouldn't really work very well on a video. Uh, she, she, she's collecting written ones, and if we get a number of those, she's going to start uh, being here uh, and reading some of those to you from her, 
as well. So that's another way. How do you get these things to us? Well, videos we can explain if you get in touch, but we use a site called wetransfer.com. Uh, but uh, otherwise, you can send us emails, you can get contact with us on Facebook, uh, you can use WhatsApp. Most of us lot are there on WhatsApp, Michelle's there. And a secret, uh, if you ever want to send an email to one of the sort of uh, team, if you like, because we can't give this to everybody, our Kingdom Faith Horsham will shoot us, uh, is they've got a Kingdom Faith email. And, and if you want to send, so if you want to send an email to Brian here, his name's Brian Ward, so you send it to brian.ward at kingdomfaith.com. Or for Gemma, it's gemma.abel at kingdomfaith.com. Or if it's me, it's paul.abel at kingdomfaith.com. And if you can't remember that, if you just send it to yorkshire at kingdomfaith.com, <laughs> they all go to John. <laughs> John is Yorkshire. Uh, and he will make sure it gets to the right person, even if they don't have a Yorkshire uh, Kingdom Faith email, because obviously some don't. So, yeah, please, let's have your stories, testimonies. You could also use it, oh, God's spoken to me on this. This is a scripture. You know, we want, we want that. You've got the live chat here on Sundays. It was great to see so many extra people joining in this Sunday. I suppose we, we made more of a reason. But we'd love to try and make a bit more of this as well. So, you know, it'd be great to have you in there. But that's about it for all this week. Um, one thing, uh, just at the very end, Please don't forget to continue uh, in your giving into Kingdom Faith. Uh, if you do it via bank transfer or PayPal or whatever you do, uh, please continue to do that. God has been incredibly faithful, uh, but uh, it, it, it's still good for us to be sowing into the work of God, even as we are doing the most important work, which is making Jesus known and lifting him up. Okay, God bless you, everybody. Have a fantastic week. And uh, we'll keep in touch with everything that's happening and new things that we're going to try and be doing uh, just to help us keep connected. But, you know, make your own connections. Do your own things that keep people joined together. God bless you, everybody. See you next time. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire. Thank you.